what a lesson I've learned from Boom is let me go find a thing I really want to exist in the world that I want for myself. And if, if I want it, I've got some judgment around it. Probably other people want it too. And then I will go figure out whatever I have to figure out in order to go make it happen. Blake Scholl of Boom Supersonic is a perfect example of a foundational principle of starting greatness. The future doesn't happen to us. Our choices create the future. Let's talk about why. Welcome to Starting Greatness, a podcast dedicated to ambitious founders who want to go from nothing to awesome super fast. When you're a startup founder, you have to channel your inner James Bond, your MacGyver, your Wonder Woman. I'm going to help you win by curating the lessons of the super performers, but before they were successful. So without further ado, ignition sequence start. Let's get started. In psychology, there's a concept called learned helplessness. It's a state that occurs after a person has experienced trauma repeatedly, where they feel a lack of ability to change it for the better. They believe they cannot control or change the situation at all. So eventually they stop trying, even when opportunities for change become available in the future. Unfortunately, today, an attitude of learned helplessness has become embedded in Western culture. We see it in how scientific research has been made political. The growing burden of regulation, bureaucracy, procedural delays, and even a popular culture that is increasingly skeptical toward progress and those who bring it about most quickly. It now takes longer to build the same building today than it did over 100 years ago. The cost and productivity of new drug discovery have moved so dramatically in the wrong direction for so long that the industry has a term for it. E-Room's Law, which is Moore's Law spelled backwards, to emphasize the stagnation we see and accept, as opposed to the accelerated improvements we would like to see. We could have built nuclear power plants decades ago that would have given us the energy we want with minimal impact on the environment and dependence on parts of the world that don't wish us well. And don't even get me started on how much time and money it took to paint a simple bike lane in San Francisco. Learned helplessness happens in a society when it decides to accept the arbitrary limits that stand in the way of making progress. As Mark Andreessen has said, the problem is desire. We need to want these things. The problem is inertia. We need to want these things more than we want to prevent these things. The problem is regulatory capture. We need to want new companies to build these things, even if incumbents don't like it, even if only to force the incumbents to build these things. And the problem is will. We need the will to build these things. Which brings us to Blake Scholl and Boom Supersonic. In our discussion, you might remember that Blake pointed out that the time that has passed from the original Concord to the present day is greater than the time that passed from the Wright brothers to the Concord. Our commercial air travel industry is actually slower than it was more than 50 years ago. Blake decided to ask a simple question. Why is that acceptable? The best founders don't accept learned helplessness. Just as Elon Musk is famous for demanding the seemingly impossible, like reusable rockets and mass-market electric cars, Blake Scholl decided to make consumer supersonic travel a reality once more. Instead of accepting the status quo, breakthrough founders think from first principles. They believe in the possibility of radical change, find a massive world-altering problem that drives them, 
and follow startup best practices to manifest a solution. The future is not something people predict. It's designed by people who decide to change it. These founders have both reckless optimism and an internal locus of control and pragmatism. While mathematics and physics do offer clear constraints in the real world, social constraints and government regulations might just be a speed bump along the path to category-defining companies. Rather than assuming every approach has already been tried and met failure, breakthrough founders assume every problem has a solution. So how can founders break free of the limitations most accept as a given and develop startups that change the future, making important leaps forward for human progress? First, you must embrace the belief in your ability to make radical change real. Deep inside of all of us, we have the power to change the world. You can move people to a better future that you design. It can be you who does this. Second, you find a big, hairy problem that speaks to your soul. The founders who create massive leaps forward in human progress choose a big, meaningful problem that could drive them even for their entire life. As Blake Scholl demonstrates, our skill set is incredibly malleable, even when tackling an area where you're not an expert at first. The most important job of a founder is having the grit and enthusiasm to drive against all odds through challenging circumstances. While you can learn physics or persuasion skills, you can't acquire the sort of passion that Blake Scholl has for supersonic travel simply by willing yourself to care about an area. If you pick an important enough area, even luck is malleable. What you perceive as luck will naturally emerge from getting other people excited about your desired future. The more important and harder the problem you go after, the more likely you are to enlist passionate early believers who bring energy, talent, and momentum. To find your unique area of focus, look for an area where the goal is incredibly important to you. You can make it happen, and it won't happen without your work. Blake's first startup, a barcode scanning company that was acquired by Groupon, wasn't a big success, in part because Blake cared more about being a founder than about the company's mission. With Boom Supersonic, Blake is focused on the change he wants to make in the world. Life is short and your time is a gift, so the startup you create should be the highest expression of what you can offer the world. If you don't have a soul-driving relationship with the company you're founding, keep searching until you do. Third, you get maniacally focused on the details. After you've found your big hairy problem, you can't just wave a magic wand. You have to manifest real steps in the real world. For Blake Scholl, this required on-the-ground research and improvement. Before launching Boom, Blake spent two weeks of pre-work building spreadsheets to test his business models, then six months of building himself into a CEO who has the skills that the company would need. Neither of these are Herculean undertakings. They're closer to learning high school physics and practicing persuasive speaking than rocket science. But very few people actually ask the key basic questions. If this approach sounds like an echo of standard startup advice like build from first principles and make quantitative conclusions rather than just qualitative ones, that's because it is. Once you've found your big hairy problem, you've only gotten started. You have to reduce the problem into its constituent assumptions. But then success in actually building your startup doesn't require breakthrough thinking every day. It requires questions like, why are these two parts of the business model coupled? And how does that work scientifically? And what's the thing that's been tried that hasn't worked in the past 
that can be tried to work now. This first principle's fundamental approach will enable you to have a sufficiently large impact while making the small, discrete movements you need to move fast. Another key learning from Boom is you can make a distinction between release tempo and iteration tempo. Some consumer internet products can be released and iterated more than once a day. For supersonic jets, that's clearly not the case. Shipping an entirely new airplane does take many years, but Blake and Boom were able to iterate on smaller pieces and milestones rapidly to de-risk their approach. They applied the concepts of Agile to the discrete steps of proving they could build the plane they set out to build, long before finished product was ready to ship. Stefan Bonsell of Moderna adopted a similar approach before creating the company's COVID vaccine. Over the course of more than a decade, the team achieved various technical milestones to increase confidence that messenger RNA therapeutics could be created, long before delivering an actual product that could be used as a vaccine for COVID-19. The end product may take years, but you can still break it down into discrete tasks to accelerate movement and show tangible progress that increase the belief and commitment of others. You can still be agile, even if the product will take a long time to be ready. So what does that mean for you and for all of us? British physicist David Deutsch has said we're only at the beginning of infinity when it comes to our knowledge. All knowable things can be known by us, and we are only at the beginning of a journey that never ends in increasing our knowledge and capabilities. If we use our minds and share knowledge, there are no unsolvable problems. Practically speaking, the future is designed by people who set their life's mission to make things different. They believe in the possibility of changing the world, pursuing incredible opportunities, and implementing precise, detailed solutions. They show that all hard questions can be answered. I believe it's important for us to support the founders, like Blake Scholl, who seemingly against all odds, step up and make breakthroughs happen. They face skeptics, but they realize that by refusing to tolerate the dogma so often preached by those who embrace learned helplessness, it is they who have the last word. And I think it's important that those of us who believe in the moral imperative of progress start, join, fund, and celebrate more companies like Boom Supersonic. Ultimately, Boom is more than a company trying to build supersonic jets. It's part of a gathering movement to establish a new philosophy of progress in the 21st century. I hope you subscribe to this thinking too and help turn the tide in our culture to an uncompromising belief in agency, optimism, and deliberate progress. When we refuse to accept mediocrity, we can start building greatness. Thanks for listening to the Starting Greatness podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're new to the show, I hope you listen to our past interviews with legendary founders like Reed Hoffman, Mark Andreessen, the Instagram founders, and Keith Raboy. I'd love to have you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, I'd be grateful if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow me on Twitter at M2JR and subscribe to our newsletter for exclusive content and events at greatness.substack.com. Until we catch up again, I hope you'll never let go of your inner power to do great things in whatever matters to you. Thank you for listening.